Welcome everybody to Bass and More Talk Radio. I'm Steve, your host, and uh, Kyle out there in uh, Iowa and Dennis down there in Tennessee. Uh, we've got a couple things I want to pass on real fast here. We're going to have Don Corcoran on tonight. Um, before we get Don on, though, I just want to let everybody know that I will have Jimmy Houston back on the show sometime, hopefully in July. And then I wanted everybody to know about the new website. It's uh, bassinmore.com. Go check it out. Also, you can check our Facebook book page out, which is now facebook.com forward slash bmtr live and that'll take you to our facebook page so got that all out of the way so let's get to the reason why we're here and that is to bring don corcoran on who is the new bass federation nation director hey don how you doing good steve and you oh not too bad not too bad just trying to get rid of this rain so I can do some things on uh, the next couple of days because I'm off of work. <laughs> well, send some of it down this way because we're in drought conditions. We certainly could use some. Yeah, that's what you were telling me earlier. We did we did our drought last year, so I hopefully we won't have it this year. So, um, get into this here. First off, let's let's just talk about the Bass Federation Nation. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and including myself, I would have to say, that maybe don't understand exactly what the Federation Nation is all about. Could you give a little detail of what the Federation Nation is? Well, you know, Bass affiliated their first chapter back in 1968. Uh, and for a long time, we had local chapters, you know, XYZ Bass Club in Paducah, Kentucky, or wherever it may be. Uh that affiliated directly with bass, but it was a loose organization at best, and we tried at the bass level to control or to guide, not control, that's that's a terrible word, uh, but to guide those clubs directly from bass. And so in the early 70s, we decided that the way to do that was to establish state organizations, and so we established state organizations, uh, contacted those states and told them to have a meeting, and and uh, get everybody together and elect a state president and send that state president down to Montgomery. And they spent a week with us, and we gave them some training on how to run a volunteer organization, gave them a little bit of seed money, gave them a little bit of letterhead and envelopes, and and uh, sent them out to do their way. That was the birth, uh, really, of, of an organized uh, group of anglers, in each state and that way we then could could pass information we could then activate people for warm water legislation or for fisheries legislation you know by going through the states and having the states do that Uh, so what we have as a bass federation nation is is a group of affiliated Uh, BASS-affiliated bass fishing clubs who certainly are interested in fishing uh, and certainly uh, most of them are interested in tournament fishing, but they are also stewards of the resource, you know, they're also very much in tune with, with, uh, with conservation issues, they're very much in tune uh, of attacks to the, the challenge our right to fish. Uh, and, and they certainly are also very much involved in continuing to grow, uh, this sport we love so dearly by getting kids involved. So, you know, it, it, it's like any sort of association. If you look at associations in, in, in any industry or any sport, uh, they're really the, the shakers and movers of the industry. You know, while there's while there certainly are millions of bass fishermen, we can't get our arms around them. We can't energize them and activate them if a piece of legislation is going through the the Kentucky legislature or the Iowa or the Tennessee or the Alabama. Uh, the Bass Federation Nation, we can do that too, and we have a tremendous amount uh, of history of success with uh, with those anglers. So. I really shudder to think where the industry would 
would be today if it hadn't been for the efforts of, of those members of the Bass Federation Nation. Right, sure. Um, now, today, I mean, well, here recently, you were just uh, made the Federation Nation director. Once again, I believe, What? how, how many times have you been the director now? Well, I, I, four times. Four times, uh, okay. And, uh, you know, I was the, the first time I was the director for a little over 10 years. And, uh, uh, and I will say of the three times that I have left now, uh, they were for circumstances beyond my control. Uh, sure. and, uh, and certainly if I had had my druthers, I would have been uh, the director continuously since I took it over the first time in May of 1991. Sure. So I I, guess I take it uh, Jerry didn't have to like twist no arms or anything like that to get you to take it, uh, the Federation Nation over once again. No, and you know, and I I, <laughs> I, told, I told Helen back in 1991. I initially came to Bass as the assistant tournament director on the pro side, and I initially told her back then that the only job in Bass that I really was interested in uh, was the was the Federation Nation director's position. Um, and, and I feel that way today. I still feel the exact same way. I can't think of another job that I would want in Bass uh, uh, other than the one I have. Sure. So what do you think is going to be your first order of business taking over the reins of the Federation Nation? Well, you know, I'm not going to – I don't have any any, any grandiose uh, dynamic plan that – that everybody will say, my God, you know, why didn't we think of that? Uh, right. You know, I, I'm going to continue to work on all the things that we've done so well that we touched on earlier, uh, that we've done so well for all these years. I'm going to continue with youth efforts. I'm going to continue with conservation efforts. I'm going to continue with community service uh, efforts. I'm going to continue with political action efforts. Uh, and I'm going to continue to make sure that we have a very viable tournament program at all levels. Uh, you know, the the young kids, the junior program, uh, a high school program, a college program, uh, and the and the adult federation nation program uh, that lead to the Bassmasters Classic. So, you know, we have to understand that this this stool has got to stay balanced, and we can't have one leg that's longer than the other ones, or it'll topple over. So, right. you know, sometimes sometimes those of us in the industry, and I'm certainly not immune, have a tendency to, to forget that we had that, that the Federation Nation members are volunteers and we, we end up trying to stack too much on them to do that, that impedes their chance to fish. And we've got to always understand that that's what brought them to the Federation to begin with, in most cases, uh, was the camaraderie uh, with the other fishermen and learning to fish, learning new techniques, uh, and enjoying just going out fishing. And we can't ever do anything that takes that away from them. Sure. Do you, do you think out there that you, you know, you don't see a lot of, like, the Federation Nation maybe in the fast times. I, I know personally I don't get the fast times. Is there going to be maybe to show um, one of your major tournaments for the Federation, Federation Nation, maybe on TV, on the Outdoor Channel, as maybe a, a part of the Bass, you know, uh, television uh, series? Well, you talked about two things. You talked about Bass Times, and you talked about TV, and I'll take them one at a time. Bass Times sure. be began as a Federation publication. Uh, it was a oh, okay. it was a little newsletter uh, up until February of 1989. Uh, it was a it was a newsletter published by the Federation Department it was purely Federation news that went. It was published four times a year, uh, and 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 went out to to uh, to all Federation members. And then in February of 89, it 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 uh, was transformed into the publication that you know today. We still have a very large section of that that is pure Federation news. Uh, some of it's youth, some of it's conservation, and, and some of it is tournament-related. And all our tournaments are covered uh, very well in that, uh, in that publication. Uh, 
as far as as TV, sure, I see sometime in the future that we may get uh, that we may get the Federation Nation Championship back on television. But we have to understand that that what drives television is the ability to sell ads on that TV program. Sure. And oh, the yeah. ability to sell ads on a TV program is directly related to the ratings and how many people are going to watch that. And if I give you your choice of two shows to watch, one of which is an elite championship with Kevin Van Dam going up against <laughs> Skeet Reese to win Anger of the Year, right? and the other one is Don Corcoran fishing against Joe Smith, <laughs> uh, you know, in a divisional championship, which one are you going to watch? And and, yeah, yeah. and and don't try to blow smoke up my skirt and tell me you're going to watch that because, because you believe in the Federation. That's just not true. So... What I would much rather have in this day, and you guys will certainly understand this, what I would much rather have in this day and age uh, of, of, of digital media is I want all of my events live video streamed, and we have that. And I'll give up television in, in a heartbeat right. for Federation events as long as we are funded uh, to the level we need to be to video stream. Sure. So, uh, I, and I think we're going to see some some uh, some TV. For instance, uh, we are going to do uh, a, a special on the on the college series. We ran a series of four tournaments, plus the ch- the championship will be in July. Uh, and and we did some filming of each of those, and we're going to put together a a show that kind of highlights what it is for a college student. To, to go through. This is the first year that that we'll have a college student, for instance, that goes to the Bassmaster Classic. That's not ever happened before. Uh, And so we're going to put together a TV show uh, shown on the Outdoor Channel to highlight that. And and, and, and I believe we'll we'll do some things with the Federation Nation Championship uh, going forward. Uh, But I don't think we'll ever film the divisionals. That's, uh, That's just, that's probably getting too far down the same reason we don't film the opens so right sure sure okay um kyle uh do you have a few questions for don uh sure do don uh i'm glad to see you talking about the youth and uh, college level you touched a little bit on the high school level there also Uh, my wife and i we own a very small uh, tackle company in Iowa that I have a little walk-in retail spot and we do some specialty bass fishing events. I do work with clubs, BASS affiliated and other things. One of the things that we're real passionate about is helping youth. We always have a couple, three uh, young men that we help sponsor that are in the collegiate uh, fishing world. One young man who I was just talking to today, a friend of mine, is starting a high school bass uh, fishing club here in Iowa. And there's not a lot of them in, uh, in the state of Iowa. So, And this is something that we're kind of excited about. So right. I'm glad to hear you talk about the emphasis on getting the youth involved. Yeah, high, high school is a tough going. nut to crack. Uh it almost has to be done from the inside. My my, my youngest son, my only son, uh, my youngest child, uh, is is 33 now. But but when he was in high school, so I'm talking about you know a good many years back, 15 years ago, uh, when when he was in high school, he was a member of a very large bass fishing club in the high school that he went to. But the reason that existed is because the assistant football coach uh, of the school at that time was a huge bass fisherman, was in the federation program, was in a a club, uh, and brought that to the school. You almost have to have an insider to get into high schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, Junior programs are relatively easy to start. You know, we had casting kids for years within bass. We have the Junior Bassmaster program now that leads all the way up to the Junior World Championship. Those are relatively easy because, you know, we can uh, attract those kids through our adult clubs. Colleges have become relatively easy because kids who – 
grew up with parents who fished, got to college, they're stuck there for four years, their their love may be fishing, you know, above uh, most everything else. So they kind of organized, you know, it all started in, in Indiana, believe it or not. The first clubs were formed in at, at Purdue and at Indiana University. Uh, and, and that's been 25 years ago, I guess, or so, that, that they formed. Uh, other schools saw that and started forming clubs. Now, these are not, in most cases, are not recognized activities or recognized sports. Certainly they're not under NCAA uh, with, with a, a few minor uh, exceptions. There's no scholarship money for, for uh, uh, collegiate anglers. But it's recognized as a as a uh, almost like an intramural sport. Uh, I forget the exact term. That that's what's going to end up driving high schools now. And I've got we've got some really good uh, examples across the country where states have organized high school angling associations. Matter of fact, there's one here in Alabama. Uh, one of the most successful ones is in Illinois, and as a matter of fact, this Friday and Saturday uh, at Carlisle Lake in Illinois, they have their state championship for the high school teams. So we're yeah. going to see that start spreading, but it's it's got to be, you know, almost a – it's got to be a slow spread. It's got to be an evolution rather than, an, rather than a revolution. Uh, where we get those kids involved. If they see that they can do it in college and they can see they can do it as young kids, those kids are going to push forward in high school, and we're going to see that more and more, and that's what we're really trying to do. Uh, well, that's great. It's nice to see uh, BASS uh, and uh, you guys going from, obviously, the uh, well elite and the pros at the top and kind of stepping it all the way down. That is, I think, uh, crucial you know, every, for the future. Kyle, every industry has to do that, and I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have any idea how old you are, but 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 I'm 60 years old. Um, uh, 55. And, 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 and the reason I bring that up is because every time I go to an event, I just came from the Central Divisional at Table Rock Lake in uh, in Kimberlin City, Missouri, last week. Uh, every event I go to, I kind of play the game on average age of the anglers and presidents and team reps and youth directors, whoever's there. I play the game of, of what the average age is. And, you know, we have the graying of the membership. And unless we infuse children uh, at a young age, the sport simply ceases to exist. Uh, and the problem with it now is when I was growing up and when you were growing up, we didn't have all these other things for us to do. I mean, I was never inside the house. I was always outside, whether I was hunting or fishing or, or playing a, a stick and ball sport or, or, or whatever, but we didn't have computers. There were no such thing as personal computers. Uh, you know, we got four, t four television stations, whether we needed it or not. Uh, kids now have so many distractions, and, and so it's, it's challenging now. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, I you know I can verify that with my own kids. It's hard to get them off the Xbox, you know. And it's like, <laughs> you know, we got. I mean, tomorrow we're gonna take them and we're going to rent a pontoon up at a big lake, a couple hours away from here, and we're getting them out of the house, you know. So now my younger, my older boy, he's not into the fishing. My younger boy now will take my small boat out, and he loves to get out on there, but. You know, he can only last three or four hours, and, and that's about it. But talking about the, the you know, the high school, I mean, I'm seeing that more and more on the Internet of kids like, you know, I'm, we're on Bell Dance Outdoors and other forums, and you're seeing that more and more where the kids are saying, hey, you know, we're starting a, um, a uh, you know, a, um, a bass tournament series type thing for high school, you know, and doing it with their local high schools within their district and stuff. So I, I think it's great. And the more we do that, the more people we get in, you know, into the sport and keep it growing. So I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, you got anything you want to ask Don? Yeah, I got a question, but I got, first I got a comment. I got, I got a nephew in South Florida. I mean, he's probably 12 and, 
I mean, he he is a fast fishing machine, and his thoughts now is, I want to go somewhere where I can get into college and fish. You know, so he's talking. Of course, I I'm a big Orange fan, so I'm trying to steer him up toward the University of Tennessee. But uh, I, I agree that you know that's a great platform to build on. Yeah, it it, it 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 absolutely is, and you know we're seeing kids who make decisions now based on the fishing program at a university, and at the very first we we call them super regionals, uh, the, the college regionals leading to the national championship for them. The very first one was held here in Montgomery, Alabama, and just a few weeks ago, and and I was talking to a, a young man who was in a college, a small college that had a good fishing program. He was here fishing. It was time for him to transfer. Uh, he wanted to be, I believe it was a chemical engineer, but it's not important. It's some, some sort of engineering program he wanted. And he was from the state of Georgia. And I said, oh, you're going to go to Georgia Tech? He said, no, I'm not going to Georgia Tech. I said, well, you know, why not? Phenom- phenomenal engineering school. He said, they don't have a fishing program. <laughs> uh, so... He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going. He said, Georgia, the University of Georgia, just started uh, this en- whatever engineering program it was he was interested in. They now have that engineering program, and they have a fishing team, so I'm going to go to Georgia. But that's good. My, my question I want to ask you on is the state of our economy, has that really hurt the Federation? Sure. Sure. I mean, it's, it, it, it's hurt everybody, you know. All of us have just so much disposable income. Uh, I don't care whether you're a, a, a billionaire, millionaire, or a, or a minimum wage employee. We all have just so much disposable income, and we have to decide what it is we're going to do with the disposable portion, with, with, the, with, the, with the portion we can elect what to do with. Uh, and with the economy the way that it is, uh, we're, we're seeing that amount of, of, of available uh, money that, that an individual has, that disposable income. We, we, we've seen it dwindle down. So certainly it has affected the industry. Uh, but, but it probably hasn't affected us uh, as much as some other industries, you know, in the fact that if we made large purchases uh, when the economy was good, we may not be able to get a new boat, but we still got our old boat. Uh, and, you know, once we have those kinds of things, it doesn't cost us much to go fishing if we fish locally. I'm, I'm not talking about fishing a tournament circuit, but if we fish locally, it doesn't cost us much other than for the gas to go fishing, So, which which certainly has gone up. But uh, but we, we've seen some, but, but I don't think we can blame... Uh, uh, a loss in membership or something like that on the economy. Not uh, it it's, has not been a big factor. That's good to hear. Now you talked to some of our sponsors, some of the some of the boat companies and some you know, and the motor companies and the truck companies. The, certainly, they they they're going to have a different perspective. And like I just said, you may delay your next boat and motor purchase. So certainly, they've felt it much more than than maybe the sport has felt it. Yeah, it's you know I I would agree with you there. I I I think you're seeing a lot more people. You know, I, and I've noticed it this year myself going up to just my local lakes and and stuff like that. I'm seeing a ton of more people out there. So I think that part of it's going pretty good. But you know, having to go out and buy a brand new bass boat. I know myself. My wife was laid off for a good year or so. So there would be no way I could do something like that. But you know, I can grab my little bass boat that I got in the back here and throw it on my my uh, um, trailer, take it up the road and hit the little lake and and be at it. You know, for little or no cost. So. And the so. and the good times will come back. You know, we'll get this economy turned around. And, sure. You know, we're seeing it turn now a little bit, and and uh, you know, I think sales are up on on uh, on uh, fishing related equipment and and boats, and so you know. That's that's that have forever has been a cyclical business anyway, um, and uh, and 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 better days I'm sure are are here again uh, are are, are going to be here again, and uh, I'm I'm very confident and very optimistic. Great, 
Uh, getting back to the uh, Federation Nation, is there anything that you want to say to the Federation Nation? If you know we're going to get this out here when this is all said and done, is there anything you got to say to them specifically of you know what your plans are, or not necessarily what your plans are, but just anything you want to say to them? Well, you know what I can say to them absolutely is. You know, everybody understands that Bass has just changed hands. It's been, it's been now eight months ago, but uh, you know, Bass is uh, went from a privately held company when Ray had it, and then when Ray sold it to to Helen Severe, and then uh, it went from that privately held company into uh, being owned by a very large company, uh, uh, ESPN, and ultimately Disney uh, uh, was the parent company. Uh, which which does two things, you know. It's good and bad news. There's there's a lot of things that can be done for a company uh, when it's owned by a big company like ESPN and Disney. That they have a lot deeper pockets. Uh, there can be a lot more investment uh, uh, in the company. But you got to take the good with the bad always. Uh, you know, the bad part is is that decisions are much harder uh, to reach because they have to go to a level that they never have to go to when you have a little private-held company. I say all that because we've turned the corner again, and now now uh, Jerry McKinnis and Don Logan and Jim Copeland uh, have, have joined together and bought bass and put the periods back in it and made it B period, A period, S period, S period, LLC again. Uh, and, and I would tell the Federation Nation members that the, the three of those gentlemen uh, are avid fishermen and are very committed to the Federation Nation program. They understand the importance of the Federation Nation. They understand the accomplishments that they have made on behalf of the industry over the years. They understand how valuable they are to the very existence of bass. Uh, and so uh, I think wonderful days are ahead for the Bass Federation Nation. Uh, we went through a period of time uh, in ESPN, uh, under ESPN's ownership, where budgets were being cut and some decisions had to be made, uh, like happens in all companies. You know, decisions had to be made that, that, that greatly affected the Federation. Uh, and hopefully we're we're out of that. I'm not I'm not going to promise them that we're not ever going to have to make another decision that they're not going to agree with. Certainly I'll have to do that. That's why they pay me uh, to to make those kinds of decisions. Uh, but but I will tell you that that we have ownership that understands, supports, uh, and honors the Federation Nation. So if I don't tell them anything else, that's the message I would get out to the members. Sure. And, you know, Jer we had Jerry on a few months back, and, and that was one of the things that he really emphasized to us was that you're going to see more with the Opens and the Federation Nation. And I think bringing you back is part of that, you know, is, is putting the Federation Nation back on track and, and really promoting it. Well, you know, um, since I left in January of 2009, they had never hired another director, so they had gone for a little over two years with no director. When Chris Horton left as the conservation director, they didn't hire another conservation director. They used those as cost-cutting messages, uh, 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 cost-cutting measures. Uh, oh, okay. You know, I, I, now, that I didn't know. I thought there would have been another director, but okay. No, there was not ever another. There's been no director since January of 2009 when I left, and uh, what they did is platooned uh, my responsibilities to some people who had worked for me. And, and, and while they did a good job, while I certainly have nothing bad to say about what they did, you've got to have the conductor. You've got to have somebody up there oh, yeah. waving the baton, somebody up there to hold uh, that the, the ownership can hold the, that person's feet to the fire to get something done. So, uh, but even before they brought me back, they brought back Noreen Clow as the conservation director, which was a phenomenally smart move on their part mm -hmm. to bring her back. So, sure. you know, Jerry is is committed to the Federation Nation, and he is very committed to youth. Uh, and so because, you know, he understands 
the graying of the organ, organization of the membership and uh, wants to do everything he can to bring them in. So uh, I'm sure he talked about that when you had him on there. That's, he has talked about that, I believe, at every stop, uh, and he has made many appearances since, uh, since the acquisition. Uh, I, I'm sure he talked about it on your show. Yeah, yeah, he did. And, you know, and, and bringing that, uh, when, uh, at the Classic last year, when, or not last year, but this past, um, the past Classic, and uh, I'm wanting to get his name right, it's Palinek, Brand, Brandon Palinek? Is Brandon Palinek, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that was really pretty neat, what he did, got up on that stage and, Made you know, whistle did his whistle and everything. I, I imagine all the Federation Nation had to be pretty proud at that moment. Well, I'm very proud of Brandon. He he is the, you know, the 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 anger that wins the the Federation Nation championship uh, is given a spot, and well, not given, he has to pay entry fee, but is has a spot reserved for him in the elites. And Brandon is the first Federation Nation uh, champion to do that. I mean, certainly that's a tough amount of money for for a federation angler to come up with and Jay, and uh, sure. was able to do that but when he did that on the stage in honor of uh, uh, uh when he stood up there that very very last day uh, and and did what he did i i picked up the telephone and called a bass staff member and said uh when you see brandon please uh, congratulate him, tell him how proud the whole Federation Nation, I was not back with Bass, obviously, tell him how proud the Bass Federation Nation is uh, of his efforts and how much it meant to them and me personally that he would honor Brian Kershaw in the manner that he did. And the Bass staff member said, Don, I'm sitting right beside him, so I'll go ahead and tell him. And so... I hung up and and he told Brandon and about 15 minutes later my phone rang again same staff member and I picked it up and called him by name and the person on the other end said no this is Brandon he said I I need I needed to borrow that phone and call you back and 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 thank you for your comment so he is he is a stand up wonderful young man uh and has been in the Federation Nation program since he was a junior angler wow he may have even wow. been in casting kids. I'm not sure uh, whether he was or not, but uh, but started in the fishing part as a junior angler. So, uh, uh, yeah, Brandon, we're, we're very proud of what he's done. Yeah, I think he's sitting right now like third or fourth in the uh, um, uh, rookie yeah, uh, points he, I, right now. I think so he's going pretty good, team. you know. Yeah. You know that first you know, getting that first classic, and and what did he finish? fourth place i believe or That's, or was yeah. a little lower than that but he was up there in the top 12 so you know top 10 yeah he, so that was pretty great that he did a, a he did a remarkable job and uh i've only been to one elite event this year i went to the one in lagrange georgia in may and and uh and saw him there and talked to him for a long time and he just uh he means a lot to us he doesn't forget from whence he came uh, he mentions the Federation whenever he can, and, uh, you know, he's just a, just a, and, and he's a great fisherman. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of got a chance to see a little bit of it when he was on the Classic, and I, you know, I watch the, the Bassmasters each week when it's on TV, so you get to see a little bit of him, but he does look really good. Looks like he's going to be a good, um, I'm wanting, I'm, what I, I'm lost words here for a second, but uh, you know he's going a good be, ambassador. A good ambassador to the elite series for the Federation Nations. I agree with you 100. percent We've got some other guys fishing the elites that came from the Federation program, to include KVD, uh, right? Who started in the Michigan Bass Federation and has never forgotten that. So, uh, and we have a large number of. Uh, that have done that denny brower who won last week so sure. uh but uh but but brandon certainly is uh we're very proud of it okay i, I got another question for you uh don kind of to change direction just for a second okay. if you could with uh 
Deb Wilkinson being uh, involved there on your staff, which I think is a fantastic uh, move. We have uh, some lady anglers that kind of works with our uh, little company. Matter of fact, one of them is the uh, vice president of the uh, Ontario BASS Federation. And there's some, uh, obviously there's a lot of interest in uh, anything uh, that may come down the road with the uh, Bass uh, Gals Division. Uh, anything there that uh, you could uh, share thoughts on? Oh, I mean, that was that was strictly an economic decision. And, and you know, if I get together with some of those ladies, then, then we start talking what my old daddy would call the chicken and the egg discussion uh, about which came first. Uh, you know, we, bass got to a point where there weren't enough of those ladies fishing it for them to be able to make it financially viable. Uh, I pushed, I'm going to tell you how far back I pushed for us to get into the women's bass fishing tournament circuit. When Bob and Sugar Ferris folded bass and gals, I begged Helen Severe to buy that company. Well, uh, and we we would have bought that company then, except that when Bob and Sugar had formed that organization, about 70% of it was a 501c3 nonprofit that is that is unpurchasable. They're not for sale. Correct. Uh, and the name was tied to that, and obviously we wanted the name at that period of time because it could be B period, A period, S period, S period, and gals. Mm-hmm. I was also then, I worked with Kathy Majors and a number a number of other ladies uh, as we were preparing for uh, what became, uh, you know, the, the Women's Bassmaster Tour. Uh, I, so I, I'm a very strong supporter. We have just got to make sure that, number one, we could make it financially viable, and number two, you know, we'd have to regain the trust of those women. They don't trust us very much anymore. Uh, and they don't because you know we did it for a few years and uh, and and then canceled the season uh, the, the final season after it had been announced. So comments I comments I hear from some of the uh, gals that I chat with and visit with uh, is that a lot of them would like to maybe even have an opportunity to uh, incorporate some into some of the regular BASS uh, Federation clubs. And well, and, 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 there's, and certainly they're, they're open, and we have a large number of women uh, that, that fish in those federated clubs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we've had a good many at the divisional level. So so certainly that's open, and, and to go back to Bass and Gals, back when Bass and Gals was, was there, they had chapters, and so I worked with their Federation director to do some things together, but you know, you mentioned Deb Wilkinson. Of course, she's the she was the, the you know the tournament manager of that circuit, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. We we were able to hold on to Deb uh, after that circuit uh, was canceled because of how competent and how good she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and quite frankly, for the last uh, year or so uh, since since the women's trail was canceled. She hasn't been utilized uh, to the level of her expertise, and that's not saying anything bad about anybody. It was just simply that you know she was not being utilized. Well, I tell you, I I I, I begged for her uh, to come over to the uh, to the Federation Nation side. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, what her final title will be once uh, now that we have her there, uh, but she has already made a tremendous impact and will continue to make an impact. Uh, and and you you hit the nail on the head. I'm very fortunate to have her as part of the Federation Nation staff. I know I was really glad to see her in there, uh, and I knew she would be a great uh, addition to your staff. And it's just kind of like you know. As as you look and see what's happened with you coming back, and now with Deb Wilkinson kind of be positioned in there, with uh, Noreen back in to the fold on where she needs to be, those are some pretty huge steps just in the last uh, uh, short time frame. Well, I think it should certainly show 
Jerry's and Don's and Jim's commitment to the Federation Nation because that's uh, you know that's that's a financial investment in and of itself, and it's also an investment in personnel. And then we can't forget about John Stewart, who was there, you know, has been there as the tournament manager for the Federation, and is still there, who is also you know a very valuable member. I, you know, I don't know what I would do without him. I can remember. For years as the Federation director where I also had to do the tournaments. Not I, yeah, In this day and age, I just don't know how I would do that anymore. So uh, yeah. I'm not sure how I did it then. But uh, John does a tremendous job, and we're fortunate to have John Stewart there as well. And, of course, you know, we brought him for the weekend series. Uh, as, you know, he had been the Kansas Federation president, and we brought him in to, to be one of the tournament managers for the weekend series. And he was doing such a great job when we uh, licensed that weekend series over to ABA, we retained John. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've got a couple people like that. That's how we initially got Deb. That's how we, we initially got John. That's how we initially got Chris Bowes. And uh, we're fortunate that we were able to keep all three of those uh, gainfully employed. Well, that's a good deal. That's, uh, that's the direction uh, people like us out there uh are happy to see it headed. Well, I hope so. And I hope so. And it's uh you know, it's 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 certainly something I talk about as I go around, so I think everything that you're seeing Jerry and and his group do right now are really for a guy like me, I I'm not going to be out fishing tournaments and but I love watching the Bassmasters on TV. I love reading about all the stuff you know that goes on through the Bassmaster, and and I will even mention the other you know tournament trail, the FLW. I, it's just great to see them. I I think you see and Jerry really bring it back to guys like me who who are you know there's more guys like me out there than there are professional bass fishermen. You know what I mean? So oh, absolutely. You know, so it, it, it's really cool and and it's great to see. You know, Don, I mean, we've had you on here for a while, I think, and um, we really appreciate you being on tonight. Um, I was, you know, going to go ahead and finish up here. Um, any last words you have to say for the Federation Nation? Yeah, I'm just happy to be home. You know, I feel like that's where I am, that I'm back home. I've really, you know, while I've done a couple things in a short period of time, I've been away from Bass. Uh, in my mind, I've really only ever had two careers uh, in my adult life. I spent 22 years in the Army and and retired on a Friday and came to work for Bass on Monday and have now been with Bass almost 20 years. And and uh, and when Jerry called me and asked me would I come back, that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like I was coming back to a homecoming, and I'm, I'm just so happy to be here. Uh, and I told the guys when I was at the Central Division uh, – this past week, you know, I'll use the old statement, you know, I'm from the IRS and I'm here to help you. And, you know, we, none of us really believe that statement, but I, I'm telling you, I am here to, to do the things, to implement the things for the Federation that they want done. I'm not here to come up with, with grandiose ideas and push them down their throat. The way you're successful in business is by listening to your customers, in our case members, but they're still customers. You listen to your customers for what they want, and then you provide that. And that's what I'm here to do. So any any members out there uh, who have ideas, who who want to see things done, call me, email me, send me a carrier pigeon message, uh, get a message to me somehow, and uh, because I, I certainly want to do what it is that, that they want done. Well, I, I can say for everybody here, and I'll say it for everybody in the uh, Federation Nation, welcome home. Thank you. So, Thank you. Glad to have you back. All right. Well, well Don, we'll go ahead and uh, let you go, and uh, maybe, you know, get back in touch with you in a couple months down the road and see how you're doing. Anytime, that sounds good. Anytime you want to, guys, give me a shout. All right, man. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Don. And, uh-huh. All right, everybody, that was Don Corcoran, the Bass Federation Nation Director, the newly appointed Bass Federation Nation Director. All right, well, now we're going to turn our attention to our guy, Dennis Grubman Ogle. What's up, Dennis? 
How did it go at the uh, open, the southern open down there on Douglas Lake? Well, you know, it, first of all, I had an absolute blast doing it. It about killed me, but uh, <laughs> I it, it was a lifetime goal, at least fish one, and I, I finally got in one. And I, I was very confident going in. It may, you know, it may sound a little arrogant, but you know, I, I knew being on my home lake that I had a big advantage over a lot of guys. And the first day, you know, going in as co-angler, I was absolutely the last guy in the tournament. I went up there sure. day of the tur- I went up there day of the tournament and begged them let me in. I said, if you got somebody cancel, so I said, you know, I, I picked up a sponsor, somebody paid my way into it, and they said they'd pay it if I could get in. So I got in. I got a phone call at 425 and said, you got to be here by 5. And I said, I'm on my way. And sure. I got there, and I, I saw one of the old guys I used to fish against, you know, years ago. Talked to him a little bit and was sitting there for all the crowds, and they drew us out. And the first, you know, as a, as a co-angler, you, you, you're really limited on what you're going to be doing. But I drew Bobby Ferguson, and he's the one that won the tournament. And he is my oh, first wow. day. He is my first day voter. And the guy I knew, he came up to me when they, you know, paired everybody out. And he said, he said, you're getting ready to, to see something you've probably never seen before. And he was right. I mean, this guy was dialed in to deep fish. I don't know if y'all read what what was said on the Internet about it, but they missed it by about 20 feet. He was fishing in 40 to 50 feet of water. Oh, wow. What was he using? He was He was using a... I can't tell you because I promised him wouldn't tell you, but one of the yeah, baits, sure. is, one of the baits he was using was a swim jig. Oh wow! And wow. you know, I I ended up catching my first my first fish. You know, was a good keeper. And we was fishing in fifty foot of water, and he's he's telling me that he had his electronics tweaked. I believed him because I mean he was telling me every time he goes, "There's fish here. I'm getting ready to catch it." Bang, he'd catch it. Oh, wow. <laughs> My big fish that day, first day, I had a five-pounder. Uh, I would have been, been leading at the end of the day, but I, I got assessed a penalty because I had a fish die. But, oh, I mean, it's hot. It was, it was yeah. really hot. It was, sure. it was in the 90 degrees, 93, 94. But we had a problem. Uh, he had 25-pounds. And my three fish, we had almost 40 pounds in there in his live well. And so he had to keep his, so running on a timer, he had to keep it on the whole time. Well, it killed his crank battery. Oh, man. So we got jumped off by Alt Defoe. He came by and saw us, you know, was back there trying to jump it from crank battery to trolling battery, and it just wouldn't fire. And he, he's running the, the new four-stroke motor for Mercury, and, I mean, they have to have just the perfect amps to run. But we got started. This is at 12 o'clock, and, we, you know, we, we wasn't supposed to come in to about 3. So at, after 12, after we got the motor running, I didn't fish anymore. We just rode up and down the lake because my rec, he was afraid to turn his motor off. He, he was afraid he wouldn't start back. So, you know, I was really limited. I was... I was right there. It's confident first day, you know, but you know the penalty hurt me. Second day was really tough. I fished with a, another East Tennessee guy that is a guru on crankbaits, and his name's Brian Hove. He's won a bunch of money, and I, I, have, I actually had a really probably the best time with him. We just really connected, and we he got his limit early. Then we worked on mine, and he he knew he wasn't going to make the, the final 12, so, you know, he really, you know, kind of helped me get my final two fish. I struggled. I mean, the, the great thing about it, the the bites I got, I caught. There just wasn't a whole lot of them. You know, I didn't have any missed fish. I didn't have any fish jump off. But, I mean, we, I called twice the second day, and, you know, it wasn't very good. And I, I just felt real good that I was going to make the the final 12, and I really felt like, in my heart, I felt I was going to win that tournament. So the final day, they were, they're calling out the final 12. Uh, 
is all pretty much local people that had a lot of knowledge except for Roland Martin. He is probably the only, you know, non-resident that fishes Douglas on a regular basis. And, you know, I thought, well, who am I going to draw? Well, I, I drew another local guy. His name was Jimmy Crum. And it, we struggled the third day. And we went way up into the river and we were fishing less than 20 feet. The water was off color. You know, the first fish I caught was a three-pounder. I thought, all right, I'm I'm in the zone. I'm gonna I'm gonna do good. Not another another bite for us today. And you know, I kept I kept hinting to him, let's move down the lake and fish deeper. You know, let's go deeper. And he 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 scratched out four. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset, but you know, I felt if we'd We'd moved to like the midsection of the lake where water was clear and fished the main channel. We would we'd have got a limit. He would got a limit. He was missing a fish. But, you know, got into the way in. I, I think I ended up ninth. But first day I had the big fish, and the last day I had the big fish for co-anglers. But they didn't, you know, they didn't have a uh, jackpot for that. They only had, you know, was, I think Skeeter... Was one the you know they're doing it for the big fish of the tournament. They gave a thousand dollars, which one of the boaters got. But all in all, I mean it's a blast. I, I'd do it again. I, I I would love to go fish all of them to be truthful with you. But yeah, sounds like it's been a really cool deal, man. That that just sounds like you know to get an opportunity to go fish with those guys would that would be definitely on my bucket list. That's for that's for sure. I mean, it, there's a lot of guys there scratching their heads because, I mean, it was it, it was actually brutal. It was hard, tough fishing. I mean, Same, I, yeah. you know, even the guy, uh, Bobby Ferguson, the first day, I mean, he caught, I mean, they just wasn't biting every 15 minutes. I mean, it was a fish here, a fish there, a fish here. But like I said, after 12 o'clock, we didn't fish. I, I could have probably had 15 pounds, you know, if we was, able to fish on the pattern he's on because I mean he he is dialed in. And he came in second day of twenty pounds. Here here's what was funny of the the first day there's both fallen us. I'm like, dude, why are they fallen us? And come find out he's he's won like in the last six weeks he's won like five tournaments on Douglas. Oh wow. So I mean he had people following him and I mean I won't say who it was, but one of the pros, you know, we're we're talking we were talking earlier about the issue with Denny Brower and, you know, Jonathan Van Dam. Well, we had one of the top name big gurus run by this, and I watched him mark his GPS before his fishing. So, you know, it, it, it's going to happen. Not, not a lot you can do about it. Right. But it, yeah, I guess that's know, one of them. We'll, we'll get into that here in just a minute, the end of the show. But, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I kind of looked at where you ended. I think it was ninth place. Looked like you cashed a little money there too. So that that had to be a pretty cool deal, man. That all all the way around. It, it was. I mean, it was. You know, I I was a little disappointed that. I mean, if I had two keepers, I would have won that tournament. I'd won the boat. Sure. That, that was my goal. I mean, I, I felt good, and you know, that I came in the top. You know, in the top ten. Like I said, there's a lot of top. I mean, there's a bunch of people there. Jason Quinn, a uh, bunch of people trying to get qualified for the, you know, the classic. Cause if you you sure. win that, if you win one of them and fish the other two Southern Opens, you get a berth into the classic. Right. So a lot of guys right. was there, and I mean, I heard uh, Swindle say that you know it's the first time he's ever been to a lake. He felt like he was fishing on a totally different planet than the locals. So you know, it was kind of funny, but sure. Well, it sounds like you had a good time, man. It does, you know, it's really cool. You need to think about that, man. Finish ninth place in a tournament, you know, something like that with the amount of caliber of uh, talent that you were facing. I mean, heck, man, that's, I, I you know, that's pretty awesome, man. So it, it was fun. I mean, uh, you know, the other thing too, you know, I told I told my wife, I said, you know, I said, I said I want to fish this so bad because I want to see if I'm as good as I think I am or if I'm as, you know, or if I'm not even close. <laughs> right. Sure, man. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you definitely are are uh, are uh, 
our stack guy and you, you got it all so you know i mean to finish ninth man i would say you definitely have it especially since it's something that you know i mean i know you fished a lot of tournaments but i don't think you've fished one at this caliber before have you well uh, i i used to fish a series i fished a red man which is now i guess the bfl long time ago i mean i'm talking in the 90s right that was had some really top-notch fishermen in it. It wasn't quite as prestigious as fishing the, the BASS Open. And there used to be a series that had run about 160 boats here that, you know, it's no longer there. Fished it quite a bit. But to sure. get in with these guys, you know, that, you know, there's potential, you know, uh, Bassmaster Classic winner fishing it. Sure. You know. Yeah, so, that's... Oh, Alt Defoe, he's from Knoxville. He's he's in first place for Rookie of the Year on the Elite. Yeah, we need to get with him and get him on the show. I was kind of looking at his, some of his stuff, man, and that would be pretty cool to see, especially if he wins Rookie of the Year and get him on the show. Or even if he don't, we'll still get him on the show. So Yeah, he said he'd be glad to do it. I mean, he's he's a nice guy. And then in the final day, he had his wife was in labor at the hospital, and they had twins. So it was a pretty cool deal. And Oh, you know, wow. But uh, all in all, I mean, it was, I, I'd, I'd go again. I mean, it was brutal, brutal fishing. I mean, the fish, most people can't even wrap their mind around fishing in 40 to 50 foot of water. Oh, heck no, man. I don't have no, well, there's only one lake around here that's got like 40 foot of water that, you know, that I could possibly fish, but no, yeah. And, and it's not, it's not a very big reservoir either, so, no, uh Probably the deepest I ever get is probably 15, 20 foot, you know, something like that. So, but you know, like I caught fish. I, I mean, I'll tell what I, I was using. I, I I caught a couple small ones on Carolina rig, which you know was fishing deep. Right. And, and that I was using a swim jig. I caught the five pounder sure. on that. Wow. But the rest, the other fish I caught was on a, you know, a lake fork. It's called a flutter bait. It's a, a spoon. Oh yeah, and, and I mean that's that's about as brutal a fishing as you can do. Sure. Crankbait box yep. didn't exist. I mean, I threw I had a crankbait tied on. I crank, 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 and I didn't catch. I didn't get a bite on a crankbait all three days. Wow. Wow. And, all right, well, know, man. No, go ahead. It, you know, it's just you know that that was what I was counting on this crankbait bite and it just didn't happen sure well man you know from uh from us and everything congratulations on that ninth place win so yeah good job buddy awesome. i, I yeah. appreciate it i mean it, yeah that it, it felt I, good yeah man you know i'd definitely be you know that that's something to put up on the wall there man ninth place in a in a you know in an open bass open tournament so all right, man, let's finish this up here with the last thing that we want to talk about, and that is the Jonathan Van Dam and Denny Brower fiasco is what I call it. I, I Myself, personally, I look at it like this. If you've got a football team, and I'll use my football team as the Cincinnati Bengals who are useless most of the time, at the end of the year... Most of the time? Yeah, well, all the time, you know. I mean, they did make the playoffs last year or the year before that. But anyway, Ken Anderson was, saying, was a good quarterback in eighty, uh, what eighty one. Anyway, yeah, eighty one. Oh, yeah, that, now you're going way back, man. Come on now. Man, I'm going to show our age, Kyle. You're going to show our age if we start talking uh, like no. that. But but what I wanted to say was that, say it's the end of the year, last two or three games, or last game of the year. You've got the Bengals who are basically out of it. And say you got the New England Patriots coming to town. They need to win that game to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They're going to play their players. Do the Bengals just say, oh, well, you know, they've done so well and they've won so much. We're just going to lay down and just let them take it. You know, or if it isn't the Bengals, whoever it is. You know, we're just going to let them win because they've done so well this year. 
No, they're going to go out there and they're going to try to win. They're going to do their best to win. And I take it this is no different. You know, you can even go as, say it's the first quarter of a football game and you get skunked 21 nothing. Are you going to give up for the rest of that football game just because the other team's beating you 21 nothing? I don't think so. And, and I don't see where this is any different. And, and I, you know, I also see Denny's point in this. But, you know, I think Jonathan Van Dam was just doing something. He found those fish on his own. He didn't steal them from anybody. And he was going to fish that spot. And, you know, in reality, look, if you look at it, he ended up in, I, I'm not sure what place, but going into the last day, he was in fourth place. So, can you blame him? I, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I, I don't know about that unwritten rule where just because the guy skunked on the first day that he's just got to give up on that tournament. Well, here, here's a couple other thoughts on it. I mean, he, first of all, you're out there, you're, you're fishing, you're competitive. I mean, that's all there is to it. If you're not competitive, you don't need to be out there in that elite Elite group fishing. Sure. Second of all, yeah. he he's in contentions for rookie of the year, and you know he needs a strong showing. He's he's also got sponsors on that shirt. You know, it, you know I I would take issue with it if he was like, you know, like if he was back in the field didn't have a shot at, but he he was in the top ten, so he had a legitimate shot at it. And I don't know if they still had this rule or not, but used to. If you dropped anchor and pulled your trolling motor up, they had to they had to get away from you. So oh, you know, the, yeah, I've never heard that before. So I don't know if these guys would actually do that or not anymore. But you know, they said he was staying. I, I guess you you know, there's an unwritten rule there. You're supposed to stay at least two cast lengths away. I, I, I don't know what that is, 25 feet or whatever away. And they said he was doing that. Um, you know, he said he missed two really nice fish that first day. They had come off, so he knew the fish were there. So, you know, I don't know. It's That's kind of one of them. You know, there's a lot of, uh, of pro anglers that really bashed him pretty hard uh, when you read the inter- or, uh, the article in, on Bassmasters that, you know, oh, he, you know, he did this. He was wrong, totally wrong. Should have never did it. He skunked that first day, but but to give up, I I don't know. They, these guys are professionals. That's what they do for a living. What what, know, if it, what if it's the other way around? What if he had landed those two fish and he was in first place, and Denny Brower was in third or fourth? What I mean, would right. the outcome been been different? Sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I mean, I see both sides of it, but you know, it's. I mean, it's a competitive sport. I'm I'm like you. I wouldn't roll over. No, no. You know, I mean, I, I, you just can't. You're you're a professional. This is how you you plan on trying to make your living. You know, I I think maybe somebody think you know might think just because he's KVD's isn't he's a nephew or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of tired of people calling him JVD because really I don't think he's earned that three-letter <laughs> distinction yet myself personally you know is he's jonathan van dam he's not jv when he wins you know three classics and six or seven angler years and and that kind of stuff then we'll start calling him jvd you know what i mean so but all right well kyle you got anything to say about that man no not really i don't know enough about the details uh you know like that handful's all the time fishing tournaments on every level it's sure. just, uh, tell you the truth, if he wasn't KVD's nephew, I mean, nobody would have said squat about it. That's my own that, personal opinion. They're all just doing it because he's Kevin Van Dam's nephew. And that could be true, uh, too. You never know about There's some people that, yeah. that say he was there fishing before Denny Brower got there in practice day. And then uh, sure. and on day one. Who knows? None of us know. So no. it's all speculative. And I just don't do that. So yeah. not worth it all right. to me. But yep. Well, that's cool then, man. Makes I, you good know. chatter. Makes good chatter on the forums and on the uh, Facebook page. Sure. So. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd bring it up tonight. Heck, yeah. we talk about something, you know. I mean. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds good. 
Yeah. So, well, you know, uh, we're looking this next week is going to be our this weekend coming up is the last BASS uh, Elite Series tournament. So, I, you know, you got, who is it? Uh, Kevin Van Dam for the AOI Angler of the Years. He's up 55 points over, I believe, Edwin Evers. So, that should be a pretty interesting thing to watch this weekend. And, uh, you know, myself, I'm going to try to get out and do some fishing this weekend. I'm off the next four days or, well, two days and then the weekends. I'm kind of looking forward to that. But, all right, that's our show for tonight. I want to thank Don Corcoran from the Bass Federation Nation for stopping by and telling us all about what his plans are for the Federation Nation. Also, want to thank Dennis Algle for telling us all about the Southern Open down on Douglas Lake. Next on our show, we will be having Chad Brower, and we will talk to Chad about his bass battle show that he does with his dad and also his professional angling career. This is Steve for everyone here at Bass and More Talk Radio. Have a good night and keep on fishing.